0: Good morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda from KSLM 104.3 and 1220 a.m.
1: There's your radio voice again. I
0: know. <laughs> it's Amanda and Baron with Kicking Cancer Cares Guys. Welcome back on this beautiful day.
1: And it definitely feels like November. It does. Like it's cold, wet, its leaves have changed colors, they're on the I, ground.
0: I personally love this time. Well, of you keep year. telling me
1: you like fall a lot.
0: And then I'm like, this rain is awful. <laughs> It's a love hate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love hate.
1: We like the green, but you have to the rain to get to the green, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So good morning. How good are morning. you?
1: So you, nor I got you sidetracked. I apologize. You usually give a huge shout out to our sponsor. I do, but for what it's worth, hey Charles at <laughs> um, the le- the Oddmos on commercial. Thank you. I am currently
0: eating uh, this cauliflower crusted <laughs> pizza from Oddmos is absolutely phenomenal. It, I was really,
1: like, it really is good.
0: <laughs> Baron was like, "Here, here you go. Here's your lunch slash breakfast slash lunch." And I was like, "I'm going to wait a little bit longer to eat."
1: You now, didn't wait.
0: I, as I said that, I was literally shoving my face full. So, thank you for yeah. breakfast slash lunch. It was phenomenal.
1: Well, we appreciate Audible sponsoring the show.
0: We do. And so, what's this pizza called? You said the Green Monster.
1: So you can order the Green Monster with dough. It just asked for the green monster. This is the green monster with cauliflower crust.
0: What's crazy is you can't even tell a difference. No. You can't. No. I would Ray really rather have cauliflower I'm going back than... for another bite.
1: <laughs> but we also have one of our previous guests
0: yes.
2: has come back. She Welcome, has. Welcome, Victoria. Why, thank you. Good morning. Yes. Thank you for having me back. You mean we didn't scare you away? No, you didn't.
1: <laughs> you were here for our very first hour-long show. Did That's you know That's right. That? Yeah. The very oh, first one was she. Mm-hmm. How cool! We had gone from a half hour to a full hour show, and Victoria was our first guest.
2: Oh, I amazing! Love it. I love and it. And
1: I've done a little digging. The most listened to show so far was yours.
2: Oh my goodness! Not because of me. It's your both of you. Hey, I would do be
0: tooting your own horn. Toot, toot! There, I did it for right you. <laughs> you. <laughs> okay, I'll toot. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Baron.
1: Yeah. No, yours was a great show, and I and I said on a few shows afterwards that it was interesting. I brought you in to talk about how you'd watch this grow, because you and I met when I was just starting this. But in the middle, you kind of told your own story. You got a little choked up telling your own story.
2: I did, yes. You don't realize until you start reliving it in your mind and actually hearing yourself talk where you've been and where you are currently. And it's... Um, I'm yep. not getting choked up no, yet. But if I talk yet. long enough, I might. It's kind like well, of an eye
0: opener of just of how much we can accomplish and what the body and mind can overcome and, and go through. So true, mm-hmm. Amanda.
1: Well, two things you said when you were here before that really struck me. One was when you had gone in for that visit and you were just, you knew you had to get across the hall, right? And the doctor kept talking and your brain was just thinking, I get across the hall. And the doctor was telling you, you don't have to go across the hall anymore. That was really impactful for me. Mm-hmm. That was
2: a scary sentence that I was hearing because I wasn't hearing exactly what they were saying to me or trying to convey. And we're not doing chemo. What do you mean? What's happened? Why not?
0: Right. Like that's uh, like in a negative way. Like uh, what what went wrong? Exactly. What happened? Exactly. Why not? This is
2: my lifeline mm-hmm. to potential cure. And yeah. it's just... Oh, my goodness, and then when I realized what they were finally saying, <laughs> I tried to calm down a little bit, but then my whole support network in my mind was going away mm-hmm. because I wasn't going to go back for three months, and I'd been there every week for months.
1: Well, the other thing you said that really hit hard for me was you said the doctor knew this many people, and they held out their hand that had beaten what you'd beaten? Yes. Like, like, Exactly. That is
2: pretty powerful too. So, my stage of breast cancer was stage four, spread to liver and bones. And after eight months of chemo, I came out and am now on a daily regimen of a, hemo, a chemo blocker, a, a chemotherapy pill that's a hormone blocker. And I've been on that ever since. But what was amazing to me is really, that's, I'm just, I'm still humbled every single day when I wake up. Mm-hmm. It's I just bet. tremendous. So,
1: yeah. Well, there was a statement two weeks ago when we had our friend Mickey here with us. Yes. She she said that. I was I was re-listened to that. And she said, how bad do you want it? And, of course, she dealt with going out in the forest and pulling these plants out because she was diagnosed oh, yeah. in the 90s. You remember that, that? We're talking about it? But even in your case, Victoria, what you went through, what you had to do to get through this, you know, I think when you get that diagnosis, how, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? survive mm-hmm. what will you what will you do to get past it
2: it's true and i was ready to do anything travel the world it didn't matter i you know called a couple of different cancer treatment centers outside of oregon not knowing what my local team would be able to do for me and took a leap of faith stayed in salem and was treated and i was By the grace of God, I'm still here and I'm healthy and moving forward. But every individual's different, and whether you go in the forest and eat tree bark, I would—I was ready to eat tree bark if that's what it was going to take. And I, you know, we laugh about it, but it's serious. It just depends on where you are personally and you want, and where you want to end up. Well, when it comes to your survival, yeah, absolutely, you'll do
0: anything. Mm -hmm. You tell me, point me in the direction, and I will go. Yes. (laughs)
1: Well, there's a couple reasons that I really loved that you would join us. There's three reasons I wanted you to join us. One, <clears throat> you're going to tie into the recap of the last week's story. Um, and when we get into the, the facts, um, there's some things that you bring, what you do for work, that will tie in. Um, and the story that we want to tell, you knew that lady way better than I did. So I wanted you to be here to, to honor that story. But to recap, last week, we talked about a gentleman... Who was diagnosed with breast cancer? Yes, remember. Yes, that Art Hellowell was his name. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, he did pass away. Ultimately, it had moved to his prostate. So yours moved to where the kidney and the bones, right? Mm-hmm. Liver, liver, mm-hmm. liver, and the bones. So you had metastatic breast cancer. You didn't have liver cancer, you didn't have bone cancer, right? It was probably easier for a ninety-year-old man in Billings, Montana. To tell his friends he had prostate cancer.
2: Definitely. Right. But
1: here's the reality. He had metastatic breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: Like one in every 300 men do.
1: Well, I didn't let grass grow. All right. I brought you some numbers. Perfect. <clears throat> so this is on the American Cancer Society's website. And this is really current. This is 2022.
0: Oh, yes. I love current, current.
1: This is very current data. This year... 2,710 men will be diagnosed with invasive breast cancer. Wow. Now, there was a phrase that we used that even Victoria can probably add some thoughts here. So men men cannot get ductal invasive breast cancer, can they? Can men get invasive ductal breast cancer? I would think so. So, educate me for a minute. Isn't the ductal region where the milk's created? Correct. So, could the men actually have ductal cancer?
2: I would say they could. I'm not a doctor, of course. Right. Don't know that for sure, but I would think they could. Are you quizzing us? You (laughs) wish for pizza. I
1: did not... Enjoy your mod, uh,
2: Charles. Just for the record,
1: <laughs> she is enjoying her pizza because <laughs> I didn't touch one more Jesus I probably
2: should have waited till break. <laughs> pizza is the best for breakfast. It really <laughs> is
1: the best. So, I'll let you finish chewing. You can add mm-hmm. that thought back in again. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, <laughs> so, what does it mean, Victoria, when it says invasive breast cancer? I mean, what's the difference between breast cancer and invasive breast cancer? Do you know?
2: Well, that's a great question, Baron. So back in 2016 when i was originally diagnosed i knew specifically and i've kind of let that i don't know put it in the back file cabinet in my mind so i really i can't give you the the specific medical definition of that um but it's of the duck glands milk duck glands in your breast and on for me i didn't delve into a lot of the technical pieces well, of breast cancer. Well, you are dealing surviving. I, exactly. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how do I stay in a positive mindset right. to survive and right. what do I need to do to Which get there. Which is the there. right place for you to be. It is, but at the same time now, I would like to go back, and I'm interested in learning six years later, what does all of that mean? And it's mm-hmm. amazing. breast. There is not one breast cancer. No. Fortunately, they've been able to identify multiple different types of breast cancers, what causes them, they're not all genetic, and that's really an important factor for people to keep in mind, male or female, because it matters how your treatments are going to be prescribed.
1: Well, I had the honor of going to uh, the Breast Friends, so people might know there's a nonprofit in Portland called Breast Friends, it's a massive support group for women who have breast cancer, but they had their annual luncheon, and so there's about 300 people there and I'm just being me asking questions. And this one person said that they had triple negative. I'm like, okay, what does triple negative mean? Triple negative is like the worst you can get. Really? Triple negative is the worst form of breast cancer to get. Very few survive it. Very soon. Someone got triple positive. Okay, what's triple positive? So I, there's a lot of breast cancers, and I don't know all of them. But in the men's
0: case... Like three areas in your breast that get it? Or no, what's the triple... Triple
1: negative basically means it's... Three times as bad.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: It's three times more likely to go metastatic. I know that. And you and my no and I would. A
2: little bit just to add to that. Yes. So there's her two. They're all hormone receptors. So there's her two, which could be positive or negative, and that has a specific treatment that can go along with it. And then the other two are estrogen and uh, progesterone, if I remember correctly, hormones. So mine was progesterone estrogen positive, which was really good because as the nurse was telling me this she said that's really good news so I'm thinking excellent the third was her too. mine was negative she said yours is negative so that's not as good but all that means is there aren't as many treatments it still means you have a variety of treatments available for the okay. other.
1: The, okay. triple, the triple negative has very few treatments and the one lady I was talking to her, her daughter been diagnosed with triple negative um, They they last less than a year they don't. The oh, survival wow. rate is very low if you're diagnosed with triple negative. Okay. So I, I say all that because statistically, this year alone, 530 men will die from breast cancer.
0: Wow. That's a large number.
1: So Art sits there in Montana, and we also discovered that he was actually showing symptoms at probably age 85. Mm-hmm. But the family didn't even recognize anything until it was AI, so he ignored it for four years.
0: It's a long time.
1: Yeah, they go to a family gathering. Someone gives him a hug. He's bleeding on his shirt. It ate a quarter-size hole through his chest. I mean, it's everything about his breast cancer story is just amazing to think about.
0: The fact that he even survived that long. Yeah. For a hole to 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 eat like that.
1: And I saw the picture that the 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 lay that told me that story wasn't exaggerating. It was definitely an ugly-looking wound.
2: <laughs> you know, I wonder if he just thought that it was just old age and he was just sick. That's what Does I was I, just going to say, Amanda. You know at that age, you enter in your 80s and in your own mind I'm not there yet, but I've around enough of that age group in that your mindset you're thinking I'm just getting old. Right. Well, that's true. However, that doesn't mean you stop living and it doesn't mean you stop Making sure you're taking care of yourself the best you can. Yeah. Your self-care is so huge. Well, it's probably he,
0: one of the most important things.
1: And he's an older gentleman in Montana. So he's used to creating some kind of a gauze or salve or whatever to put on the wounds on the horses, right? So he was actually self-treating that wound for four years. Wow. Before the family stepped in. Yeah. So the other thing I want to make sure to bring up with Art's story is this: these are current statistics. Breast cancer is about 100 times less common with men than women. Okay. So it is less likely that man's going to get cancer, right? Right. But it does say that for men, the lifetime risk of getting breast cancer is 1 in 833. What do you mean? So I thought it was 1 in 300.
0: Okay. And it's not?
1: It's 1 in 833.
0: So it's getting better then because you've read those statistics were from a book.
1: They were from a book that was uh, seven years ago.
0: Okay, so wow. Then it's gotten tremendously better for the men. Yeah.
1: Okay. And, and we, we dug up some information that it's getting better for the women. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So we are making advancements with breast cancer. We're not making advancements on the number of occurrences, which was a different show that we talked about.
0: Okay, okay. Right?
1: But I just thought it was interesting that it said that men are 100 times less likely – To get breast cancer than women which kind of makes sense right but in in the lifetime one in 833 men are going to get breast cancer Mm -hmm. so definitely plays into victoria's story a little bit
0: yeah absolutely
1: the other reason i wanted victoria to be here with me is my shocking facts are a little they're still shocking but they're just a little less shocking than in the past (laughs) well i want to talk about any product I don't care what that product is. You ha- there's cost incur- incurred in any product. Mm-hmm. So, Victoria, what is your job? What is your actual like day-to-day job? What so do you my do?
2: My actual job yeah. is relationship manager to business clients.
1: But what what level of client do you have in the city of So. So,
2: I work with business clients that have annual revenue of two and a half million to twenty-five million.
1: So, some of the bigger businesses. Some time. of
2: the yeah, medium to larger clientele. Um, looking to manage, helping them manage their cash flow, accounts payable, accounts receivable. That's my role.
1: Okay. So not to get into your clients specifically, but let's take a client that's $25 million. Okay. There's lots of components to running a business. What what are some of the main costs that drive a business?
2: Main costs to any business are going to be staff, labor. Labor is mm-hmm. going to be one of your largest. Second would be Training facilities, or your your own facility that you are in, you want uh, a nice facility. And um, in the case of cancer, I'm going to go there next. Okay. It would be medicines, medicines for cancer treatment, or any kind of medical chronic illness treatments. There's that factor. Or let's just say your commodity. What is your commodity within your business? So in the in the case of my role, it could be banking. Our commodity would be money. Loans, etc. Another industry, grocery store, is obviously your grocery merchandise, and then in the cancer world, it's going to be medicine and treatment, which is extremely expensive. So,
1: so those three components. Hmm? You, you said personnel, uh-huh. product. Uh-huh and structure. Correct. So we go back to our amazing Admo's Pizza. Thank you again, (laughs) Charles, for the great pizza. So you've got a building that they have to have to to cook the pizza, Mm -hmm. right? They've got to have a staff to deliver and cook the pizza, and they've got to have a product. And that product is going to have cost to go with it as well, which is a whole subtopic within the product realm, right? Mm -hmm. But all of that has one additional cost, you still have to let the public know what your product is, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's advertising.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: How, with the business that you deal with, how does advertising fit into some of the businesses that you deal with? I'm going to tie this in here in a second.
2: That's a great question because I deal with a variety of clients from nonprofit organizations to manufacturers uh, so it really depends, obviously, on the industry that of which I'm working with. Some would do, you know, social media as their main form of advertising. Some still do the paper mailers. Some do a combination of all of that, billboards. Uh, it would be across the board. Word of mouth is a big one, depending on the business. Maybe they don't want to spend money on marketing, so they're doing word of mouth only. And social media. There's radio, too. Yes, there is. Thank you, Amanda. Oh, how in the world am I sitting here and forgetting to say radio? Seriously? Radio actually is one of my favorites. It mm-hmm. truly is. It's one of those um, get in your car and you listen. You're at home. You can turn everything off and just listen mm-hmm. and more intently and not be distracted. Because if you're not listening, you're going to miss something really important. Mm-hmm. So radio
1: actually ties in well with the topic I want to bring up. Okay. You are really good at segues. you know that?
0: I do. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you.
1: So the reason that Odd Moes would advertise on KSLM, which they do, right, Mm -hmm. is so the people who are listening to the radio, when there's a break, they'll hear, oh, yeah, Odd Moes, I should go there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll advertise a special. Sometimes it's like reminding you that there are Odd Moes here in town. Right. The same thing occurs on television. You're watching a TV show. So unless you have to subscribe to something that has by the way, nothing's ever free. Right. Either you pay for no commercials or someone paid for you not to watch commercials, mm-hmm. but nothing's ever really free. Right. So if you're watching a show that actually has commercials, what type of commercials are you seeing right now? Let me rephrase that. What what did 10 years ago, Victoria, what kind of commercials did you see on TV? Do you remember?
2: Yeah, a couple of them, actually. A lot of pharmaceutical ads, which are still out there, in addition to a lot of cancer treatment center advertisements. I honestly, Baron, have not seen a lot of those in the last couple of years from any of them. The cancer treatment centers? Yeah. No. But are you seeing a lot, of still seeing the pharmaceutical ads? Yes. So yes, with horrific side effects that attach to them. And they're advertising with a smile. And then they list the long. You know, laundry list I always find if.
1: interesting that the ad is like 45 seconds and the side effects is 55 seconds. But if I say it with a really nice voice, you will not actually hear that one of the side effects is potential death. Right.
0: right? Like,
1: if the voice is nice enough, you won't hear potential side effects is death.
0: And what's crazy. And they say it
1: really fast so you don't hear all the voice side effects too. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. <laughs> And what's interesting is, I know that they target the pharmaceutical companies. And the other day, I heard one for psoriasis, which I was recently diagnosed with. And it was like, it caught my attention. And because it was like, oh, what medication is that? And then it's like, side effects did it a little. And it was like, oh my gosh, I would rather deal with my psoriasis than a half of those side effects.
1: Yeah. No way. So we have over 40 podcasts now, which is kind of cool. Yes. But I think if you go back to like podcast four or five, one of our early ones, Mm -hmm. you mentioned a friend of yours who had come to visit from a different country. Yes. Who was amazed at how many ads they saw on TV, right? They
0: thought it was the most crazy thing that there was, that we advertised medication like we did, billboards, radio ads, television, magazines. you
1: remember what country they were from?
0: I do not
1: but was it European? Do you remember?
0: I believe your, it, your it was Africa.
1: Africa? Mm-hmm. But wherever they're, at, right. wherever they're at, I'm going to take you back to a book I read a lot, Chris B. Cancer. Okay. Right? So, and the thing I like about Chris is he does a lot of his own research that he has his cross reference so you can go see where he got his research from. So it's not just Chris ranting and raving because he got cancer, right? Right. But he says there are only three countries in the world that allow drug companies to advertise. Three in the whole world that allow advertising.
0: That's not very many.
1: The United States, New Zealand, and to a lesser extent, Canada. Those are the only three countries in the world that allow TV Crazy, advertising. Huh? In in the United States, drug ads are everywhere. On TV, on billboards, in magazines, online.
0: How did this happen? Lobbying. I, I feel like... Ha- Half of the ads on TV are medication, at least.
1: Um, just because I knew we were going to talk about this on one, we had an hour-long show we were watching, so every time an ad came up, I was tracking. It was seventy-five percent.
0: Seventy-five percent were were a drug of
1: some nature. I
0: believe it. It's
1: they weren't all cancer drugs. No, right, but they were a drug of some nature. That whether it be an advertisement, whether it be psoriasis or diabetes or heart or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and most of them had a very long list of side effects where that drug was. Yeah. So it's really high how many... Far... It is. How much do you think TV advertising costs, Victoria?
2: A lot. A lot, <laughs> I mean, a lot. It
1: does cost a lot. I've heard that you know a 30-second commercial during the Super Bowl is really expensive. Yes,
0: Really Absolutely expensive. Really expensive. Right. I mean, you can't even compete. That's just like Coca-Cola, Doritos. You can't even compete with no. those type of companies because it's no. just that expensive.
1: No, I, I, at one, of our, one of our really good donors to this organization, Giga Cancer, um, he said he will, not, he will not support any nonprofit that advertises on TV. Really? Because he knows how much it – so he, he was the CFO for a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So he did the books. He did the numbers, right? And he knows how much he's advertising cost. <clears throat> he knows where that falls within the line items on a profit loss statement. And he's like, that means that you're spending a lot of money not on what you say you're doing. Right. Um, I mean, if, 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 and I'm just going to, I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but if, if it's paralyzed veterans or, or something like that, and you're advertising on TV, that means you're, you're spending the money to advertise on TV, not to help Paralyzed Veterans. Right. And I'm not saying Paralyzed Veterans does that. I'm just using it as an example. As an
0: example of a right. close nonprofit that we do. Because I like live.
1: Tom Hurt, so please don't get mad at me, Tom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we love them.
1: Yeah. But, that, I mean, if whatever you say you're doing, if you're advertising on TV to say you're doing it, then you're not really doing it because you're paying the money to advertise on TV. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's true. I'm just thinking because on the flip side of that some of those I'm thinking nonprofits some of those it's important maybe up front or in the middle of your journey with that nonprofit to advertise to spread the word. Yeah, being an advertiser based radio
0: station I can I see the positive results that it can that it can have.
1: So obviously I want a radio station so I probably <laughs> should be knocking advertising <laughs> but
0: you knock that off
1: because <laughs> <laughs> we do need advertisers to keep this show
0: going uh, no um th- but, but tv see you is really for, for non-profits that are on um television i could see where i mean yes like super bowl uh time slots but yeah advertising on tv can be pretty expensive
1: and and i did advertise our golf tournament on tv last year. Okay. But I did a targeted ad, it was only on Comcast, it was only on the golf station, and it was only in the Salem-Kaiser area.
0: Mm-hmm. So very it
1: targeted. It was very targeted. I didn't just do a generic blast out to the entire state of Oregon on it, mm-hmm. you know. I'm
2: not saying advertising is
1: bad, because it did. we did fill up the golf course, you were there. Yeah. But I zeroed in on the right demographics. Absolutely. And I think
2: that's that balance for any any board of directors to sit down as they're looking at advertising potentially. What is that balance? Why are we doing it? What our audience are we targeting, et cetera?
0: Yep. yep. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Thank you, Oddmo's Pizza, for being a sponsor of this half of our segment. It is absolutely phenomenal. You can't even tell it's cauliflower. This crust. is
1: really good. Thanks, Charles.
0: <laughs> we'll be right back.